Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Engineering Quality Control Podcast, a podcast focused on helping professionals in the engineering world ensure that their projects are of the highest quality. This show will provide strategies and concepts to help ensure that you address quality control on your projects, and we know that's not always easy to do with so many other things that you have to worry about. My name is Anthony Fasano. I am the president of the Engineering Management Institute, and EMI will be publishing this podcast. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but I ended up transitioning my career into coaching and training and helping engineering professionals and firms grow. And I've focused on that for a while now. And through EMI, we've built many different podcasts and YouTube channels, all free and available for professionals. And the Engineering Quality Control podcast is the latest. Now, in this first episode of the Engineering Quality Control podcast, I'd like to introduce you to the show. I'd like to introduce you to the host and also some of the goals for making this podcast extremely useful for you because we know your time is valuable and we want this show to be worth your time to tune in. Before we get started, this podcast, like all of our podcasts, will be a free show and our sponsors will help us keep it free. So now we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Collier's Engineering and Design. Collier's Engineering and Design is a multidiscipline engineering firm with over 1,800 employees in 63 offices nationwide and growing fast. Collier's Engineering and Design maintains an internal culture that is nurtured through the promotion of integrity, collaboration, and socialization. Their employees enjoy hybrid work environments, continuous career advancement, health and wellness offerings, and programs and projects that have a positive impact on society. Collier's Engineering and Design stays on the cutting edge of technology, and their entrepreneurial approach to expansion provides personal and professional development opportunities across the firm. Leadership's dedication to the well-being of their employees and their families is demonstrated throughout the wide range of benefits and programs available to them. For more information, visit the career page on their website at colliersengineering.com. All right, so now it's time that we jump into our first episode of the Engineering Quality Control Podcast. Again, this is a podcast really focused on helping professionals in the world of engineering ensure that their projects are of the highest quality. And to start off, I'd like to introduce to you our guest for today, who is the host for this podcast going forward, Brian Wagner. Brian is a licensed professional engineer. He specializes in civil site design and plan implementation. In addition to a career spanning nearly two decades of civil engineering, he has experience in emergency 911 communications, law enforcement corrections, and fire rescue services, including canine search and rescue. This different and diverse range of experience has really prepared Brian for his career but also position him to be an excellent speaker with a wide range of valuable experiences. And he does truly strive to motivate others to kind of change their world. And he wants to do the same for you and all of our listeners, which is why he was excited about this podcast. So Brian, welcome aboard. And we're excited to have you as the host of the Engineering Quality Control Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. So Brian, I gave a little bit of an overview, of course, of your career, your background, but talk a little bit more for our listeners about what you're doing on a daily basis today in the world of engineering. I still work full-time as a professional engineer in the land development discipline, and I work for a firm that has roughly 50 employees, but I'm one of two engineers. Between me and the other gentleman, we work through all of the plans that the company produces and 
My emphasis for a while was project management, but it's really shifted probably in the past three years, especially with the boom of work with the pandemic, away from project management and more just a day-to-day plan production and getting high-quality plans out the door. And through that experience, I've kind of really focused in on quality control and really enjoy it. That is something that Brian will discuss on these episodes as we get into the podcast is quality control in the world we live in today, right? Where we're, I think there was always some level of maybe virtual or remote in the world we lived in, but for a time now, the past few years, companies were completely virtual. Now companies are getting back, but I think quality control will be different at times when you're in an office or doing things virtually, maybe different tools. So those are some things that Brian can get into on the podcast. And in terms of what this podcast will entail, generally speaking on episodes, Brian's going to go through some specific strategies and we'll talk about them later in, in the first few episodes. And he may do some solo episodes where he's doing case studies or talking about some project experiences that he's had. But we're also going to have quality control discussions. And Brian will be interviewing other professionals in the field, people that are doing quality control for their jobs, some of them on a daily basis, some of them are doing it as part of their jobs like many of us do. And so we hope that those conversations will bring other strategies to you and things that people have found to be successful that you can then apply in your career. That's really the point of this is we want to help you succeed and help you put a better focus on quality control in your job. Brian, let me ask you this. What are some of the more valuable experiences that you recall from your career, whether it's field experience or just things that have helped you progress in your career? I've always been a person that paid attention. I even see that in my nine-year-old daughter where she's asking questions constantly of why things are the way that they are. So I'm sure she's wired very similar to me and that kind of engineering mindset. I know that every time I go on vacation or a trip with my family, at least some point in that trip, I get an elbow to the ribs from my wife saying, stop looking at all that stuff because it's different than what I may do on a daily basis, but it's still the same thing. It's drainage, it's grading, it's stormwater management, it's all those different things. So I've always had an interest in paying attention. And I remember back when I was probably like 12 years old, my dad told me that if I ever wanted to drive a fire truck, I needed to start paying attention to the roads then. Some like four years before I even started driving. He always predisposed me to that and really just tried to pay attention. I have some survey field experience where I made a point early in my career to getting out with the field crews and helping them when they did their Saturday work. And even though I was just carrying sticks and pounding stakes, like it was a great experience. And then you delve that into as-builts and construction stakeout, survey time, and trying to learn as much as I can throughout my career. And some of the joys of working at a smaller firm for most of my career was all the work had to get done. It didn't matter that there was only 20 or 25 people that could potentially do it, even though there was only probably three or four that would do it. It forced me to have a lot of experience across civil engineering. It's what really prepared me for the exams and getting ready to get my license ultimately was that diverse experience. So I can't really pick out a specific project or time, but mainly just trying to take something in every day from every project and learn from it, whether it was good or bad. I guess taking it one step further, what excites you about quality control for engineering projects? Because I know that that's something that you're really passionate about, obviously, which is why you're hosting this podcast. Engineering is a little bit different than typical service industry, like an accountant or even an attorney, because while we are providing and we're hired to provide our technical knowledge, experience, and all that expertise, 
clients are walking away with a product. They're buying a one-of-a-kind, unique product that they're going to use to make decisions, spend money, make choices later in life or later in that project. So it's not necessarily, oh, he was really knowledgeable and knew what was going on. It was your reputation is largely based on how good and how high quality that product is. You could be the smartest engineer and have the most experience and be a real expert in a specific niche of the industry. But if a contractor or a client can't use the plans or the report that you produce, you're not going to get repeat customers and you're not going to have a great reputation. We do some different courses at EMI and one of them is on business development. And what I always tell our participants is your best form of business development is doing great work for your existing clients and getting repeat business. To Brian's point, quality control is a huge part of that because if you're not putting out quality designs, quality plans, quality specifications, are they going to be calling you to do it again? And that's unlikely. And so it does totally impact your own personal reputation and it has a huge impact on your team, your company. Some of you may be small business owners listening and you're really focused on, like Brian said, you're trying to do the work on projects, but then you've got to also kind of do the quality. Some of you may have work in firms where there's a quality control team. So there's different ranges, and we're going to talk to people in different situations through this podcast to help you get different perspectives and different tools. So Brian, what do you hope personally to try to accomplish through this podcast? So I've been turned on to podcasts, and I found EMI through searching as I was getting ready for the exam several years ago. And I think that podcasts are an excellent way of just getting a perspective from someone else while I'm driving to and from work and through my commutes. And really, I hope to accomplish is being able to share information amongst the industry. Some of it's going to be my perspectives and my experiences, the good things and the bad. But really, I want to learn as much as the listeners can learn because I want to make sure that I'm doing things the right way and the best way in my daily work for quality control, but also in sharing that amongst the listeners. It is a great platform of podcast to be able to share knowledge. And I think that that's something that we need to do in the engineering industry collaboratively. We need to help each other out. There are people that are doing great quality control. And unfortunately, there are people who aren't, and it's not their fault. Maybe they don't have the right tools. They're rushing their projects. But if we can bring those people together through a podcast, it can be a very beneficial thing for the community. And in fact, I also think that that's one of the biggest challenges just in growing a consulting firm today is that lack of knowledge sharing. We work with firms that have over a thousand employees and people in Florida may be doing great work on specific types of projects. And then people, let's say in New York, are struggling with it. And if they could just get together and share the knowledge, it would be such a benefit. And that's what we're trying to do through this podcast. And I know Brian's focused on that. And so to that end, to kick this podcast off over the next five episodes, Brian's going to dive into a five-part framework that he's kind of developed around quality control. And the acronym for this framework is GREAT, G-R-E-A-T. So Brian, I was wondering if you could just walk our audience just quickly through the five of them as a little bit of a preview, but we're going to, he's going to get into each one of those in detail in the next episodes. One of the joys of working where I do in my career is that I have the wide range of engineers and, or design staff that work with me that are very inexperienced to taught me a lot of things and are very well tenured. And through my focus on quality control over the past several years, I kind of was working with a, several different project managers and different designers at different times. And I really kind of formulated this kind of framework to 
document out what was working and what the projects that went better than others, this kind of framework kind of fell into. The acronym is GREAT, G-R-E-A-T, and the first, I don't think of them as, say, steps, but more like you want to have an achievement so that you can achieve something else. Not necessarily phases, but depending on how you want it to kind of structure this, I kind of work through like that you got to kind of do one thing before you can do the next, but you can combine them and kind of work through it in a repetitive process. The first one for great is gather, G. It's to make sure you define the expectations, working in so many different jurisdictions with so many different clients and having your company standards, making sure that you understand as a quality control reviewer exactly what the expectation of the project is. Because you can have your ideas, but if it doesn't align with the client, then it's not going to be a quality review. The R in great is the review. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's what most people think of when they say, I'm going to review plans. So you're really not just reviewing the plans. You're comparing them to those expectations and making sure that that information you gathered in your understanding of the project is being upheld and accomplished. In addition to just finding technical errors, that two plus two doesn't equal four. And repetitive thing that I run into on a regular basis is when water stops running downhill. That's a very fundamental thing, and I always find inverts that are wrong because the water has to run uphill for that to work. The next step would be to evaluate. So after I finish a review, I don't go straight back to the designer necessarily. I go back to the project team and the project manager, and we evaluate my markups and my comments and the questions that came up in my review. Not so much as to determine what questions need to be answered, but also what needs to be done now versus later in the project. Is it something that was thought about? If it wasn't thought about, those kind of things. So evaluating what actually needs to happen in order to get the job to the next step. Then the next step would be the A in great is action. So it's actually taking the plans with the review and the evaluation parts and putting them together and making improvements. And we repeat the REA phase as many times as necessary. Review, evaluate, take action, re-review, evaluate, take action, until we can create the best deliverable. It's never going to be perfect. We study for exams to get your license, and you only have to have 70%. But if any engineer put out 70% work for their entire career, they would not be in career very long. So we shoot for that 100% on these plans, but realistically, the high 90s is what's realistic and hoping that the errors that may be in the plans or in those deliverables aren't the ones that cause major issues at construction. To wrap up the framework is the T, which so often once the deliverable is delivered, the next project becomes the priority and we move on on the list. But I think that we all do a disservice to our design team and our staff mostly, but also to the clients and our future clients when we don't take time and see where we can improve our process, improve our design process, improve our maybe standards, and debriefing the project to find out where we as a collective group, as a corporate team, but also as engineers in general, how we can improve. And I think that's the joy of this podcast and others like it is that opportunity to see those other perspectives and see where we can make improvements in our daily lives and and how we can produce better work and get closer to that perfection that we're always shooting for.
That's great. I really love the framework. Again, the acronym is great. Gather, review, evaluate, action, and tweak. And Brian is going to spend the next five episodes taking one at a time and talking through them with you. So again, you can apply them. And I really love the idea of creating frameworks like this and acronyms in one's career, in one's company, because there is so much information out there today. We can all experience information overload. And so when we have frameworks like this, it tends to make it easier to digest something and apply it. And if you can't digest it and apply it, it's of no use to you. Whenever you create content, podcasts, videos, training courses, it's important to look for those frameworks. And I know at EMI, we're constantly looking for frameworks, which is why when Brian mentioned this one to me, I thought it'd be great to kind of kick this podcast off. And so be sure to tune in for the next episodes where Brian will, again, go through that acronym. And just to let you know that all of the show notes for this podcast will be located online. So you can read through the summary and the key points. You can find them at engineeringqualitycontrol.com. So if you go there, you look for episode number one, you'll find the acronym and the framework there. And you'll find the summary for all the key points discussed in each episode there, as well as links to any resources or websites or books that Brian or our guests might mention. If we give you information, we want you to be able to grab it and run with it and use it in your career. That's what this is all about. So Brian, do you have any uh, kind of parting words on this first episode for the audience? Not specifically right now. I think that we will try to make sure we have takeaways for every episode that the hope is that any discussion that we have and even the discussion today sparks some kind of idea in the listener's mind so that they can use something immediately. It's not like trying to invoke this entire framework into your daily life or into what a guest may say, because I know we're looking at guests from across multiple disciplines including architecture and structural and mechanical and land development and all the different disciplines of engineering. And the hope that those other disciplines and that information sharing will spark some ideas in every listener's mind. What we always try to do at EMI is help professionals become more well-rounded. In any professional in the architecture, engineering, construction world that can learn a little bit more about quality control, I think you then can deliver more value to your organization, your team, your clients. And to me, that's valuable. And if Brian can help you do that through this podcast, then it's going to definitely be worth your time. And I'm confident that it will. I wanted to be here today in this first episode on behalf of EMI to welcome Brian on and to introduce this podcast to you as the listener. I hope that you're going to enjoy it. And I hope that you can take it, learn about quality control, become more well-rounded. And I wish you the best in your engineering career endeavors going forward. Brian will be here on episode number two to kick off the framework. Until then, we wish you the best. 